Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Here are the numbers, toll free, 1-866-405-8405, to anyone of the dream team. Big show today. I, is it a big show? It's a big show. It's a good show. I would say so. I'm looking yes. at it now. I'm thinking not so much. Well, who's on the show, Alan? Uh, 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 Peter, Paul, and Mary. They're coming up. And uh, also, uh, back from the grave, Liberace will be here. There you go, Alan Cable, notorious for reading his show prep. That's that's a big show. <laughs> hey, Stace, what do you got going on? I know you're, you're prepared. You've heard the commercials. I'm ready for rehab. I am drinking every day. And, you know... Life is just too much. I'm not making fun of that. I mean, it's a serious problem. But now there's dog rehab. Seriously, Camp Bow Wow for your dog. It's a rehab. And the worst dog in America went to Camp Bow Wow rehab. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you if they'll be going back or if they graduated with honors. I'll give you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Let's go to Mark. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Too bad. How are you folks this morning? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, the nice uh, temperate area of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, it's got to be freezing cold there. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay, never mind. Don't even talk to me. Um, <laughs> sorry I mentioned it. What's going on? How can we help you? Uh, you know, I have uh, well, I have one one of my dogs. Okay, yeah, I foster a lot of dogs, and I'm a foster failure. I end up keeping them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I always, uh, always get something from a rescue, and I've got one that uh, he's he, he's really good. He, he he trains well. He's been trying so hard, and he he responds to reward and to reprimand everything. I mean, he he really picks up on all the all the training. But I have one issue with him that I just can't get through, and it's driving me crazy. Uh, when it comes to feeding time, okay, everybody gets in line, everybody takes their turn, but he's a real jerk. He's just jumping and barking and spinning and, and jumping up in the air. And okay, I get the spray bottle out and I spray him. He doesn't even care about that anymore. I could hit him with a fire hose. He'd be like, yeah, whatever, fine, thanks. <laughs> and, and, and then I decided, all right, I'll show him. So I get a frying pan out and he starts jumping up in the air and he bangs his head in the bottom of the frying pan. Oh, he doesn't what? care. He doesn't care. He oh, keeps going man. at it, and he keeps going at it. Now, everybody else is all relaxed, and it's my own fault I get all amped up because he'll knock a dish out of my hand or something. Now, once I feed him, he's cool. I can pet him. I can put my hand in the dish. I don't pull his food away. I don't mess with him. But just that whole process beforehand, he just he can't relax, and I don't know what many, to do. How many dogs you got? How many dogs you got over there, buddy? Four. You got four dogs there, and what do you do for a living? Not really much anything. I, I try not to work as hard as you do. No, I work at home, so I'm always. I mean, I'm always around them. So do you do you uh, play with the dogs every day? Do you exercise them every day? Get them tired out every day? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're they're with me all the time. We do, you know, we do everything together. I mean, uh, quite often, Alan, I travel, and they travel with me. So we're always always together. I but I don't mean that. I mean, do you play? Do they, do they get exercise? Do they get their energy out? Do they run? Do they do they play fetch? Do you do you tire them out? Do you got a ritual where you just tire them out and make them so tired that they just want to lay there? 
Now, I'm getting tired. You're just talking to me about this. No, yep. I don't. Yep. Put them on. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. No, I, I, I don't always have that opportunity to. Uh, well, my friend, you better uh, be honest with me or I'll come over there with my dish towel and teach you a lesson. That's what will happen. Yes. Now, look at when I hear people talk about, you know, I take in all these dogs because I, you know, I'm a foster parent and I, I'm a softie and all that. Here's what it tells me. It tells me that you're a very sweet uh, emotional guy, and that you know the dogs well, are helping you. You don't know me you. very well, then. But go ahead. All right, all right. You're a son of a gun. You're a guy I'd like to go to the bar with and sit down and have a conversation. We'll get into a fight. You'll beat me up, and that'll be that. But anyway, right. here's the thing. Here's the thing. The dog is getting excited because dogs, listen, the dogs don't have much to look forward to. When you think about it, most people don't play with their dogs. They don't walk with their dogs. And their dog has a lot of energy. And just like any other living thing, it has needs. Dogs have needs. And one of the big needs a dog has is to get that energy out, to just exhaust himself. And each dog is different. Some dogs are high energy. Some dogs are medium energy. Some dogs are low energy, like a basset hound. You know, basset hound, he just toddles out in the morning he's like hey how you doing boy it's hard to lift my head because my ears are so big and heavy and, and they don't really want to do much but hang out but other dogs need to run and play and they were bred that way or they want to hunt they want to use their nose they want to they want to chase something and so a human being has to learn to be first and foremost a great observer because dogs don't speak and most people don't observe their dog they just sort of it, everything slides on by. They don't notice anything. So you're an observer, you're a teacher, and you're a leader. And every time a dog does something wrong in your eyes or something you don't like, it's actually a great opportunity because what you have is an opportunity to teach your dog something. And getting angry is the worst or the, the, the hardest thing to understand uh, you, you don't want to do because that accomplishes nothing except it gets the dog even more amped up. Anger right. is just like two guys at a bar having an argument, and one guy screams at the other guy, and then all of a sudden they're fighting it out in the, in the alley where they could have just talked about it and mellowed it out and calmed it down. Now it's just out of control. So your dog's trigger is, A, the food and feeding time. But the most important issue is that you've got to tire that dog out every day. You've got to exercise that dog. You've got to you know, take him for a bike ride, attach him to the handlebars, and, and make him run. Make him run. It's a 20-minute okay. bike ride, and he'll be exhausted. And you do that before feeding time. And when feeding time comes, you say all the other dogs are calm, and that's great. So what you do is you feed him separately until he learns the rules, okay? You don't feed him around the other dogs. You you lock him in a crate, you know, out of sight. And you feed the other dogs because they are mellow, they are behaved. When they're done being fed, it's feeding time for this dog. Now, this is going to take patience on your part because you're teaching your dog a behavior that you want for him to get his food. And he wants to please you. He just has to understand what it is you want. So here's what you need to do. You fill the food. And you take the food, and you just stand there in front of the dog. And he's jumping around like a lunatic. He's acting like a freak. You just hold the food and look straight ahead into space. You do not talk to him. You do not look at him. You just stand there. And you might have to stand there the first time, maybe 10, 15 minutes before he's like, okay, me jumping around like a lunatic is not getting me anywhere. I'm not getting the food. He's not reacting. It's not working like it used to. And the dog will just eventually either wander away from you or sit down and stare at you. More than likely, he'll sit down and stare at you. And when he's staring at you and he's sitting, you slowly start to put the food down. If he gets amped up again, you stand straight up again like an arrow and you look into space. 
okay? And, and you do it over and over until he stays when you put the food down. If he makes a move to get the food, once the food is down, without you giving him the okay, the go-ahead, the permission, you pick it up again and just stand there and stare into space. You do not talk to him. You do not look at him. Language is your enemy. Dogs don't speak language. They go by body language. He wants to see leadership from you. He wants rules. He wants structure. He wants you to let him know, this is what I want for you to get the food. If you are mellow, you get the food. If you jump around like a lunatic, you get nothing. And and he will pick it up real quick. It might take a week or two, but he'll pick it up real quick. Maybe even just a day. Every dog's different. But I guarantee you, if you exhaust him first, it's going to be a lot easier for you to get him to be calm when you feed him. And then you put the food down, and then you make him wait a full minute on the clock before you give him a hand signal and a word that says, okay. Either tap your thigh and say, okay, and then he gets to eat. And this is how you do it. This is how you teach your dog that you got to be calm and mellow to get things. Calm and mellow. you got to take treats out of my hand. Calm and mellow. And it works, buddy. It's just you, the human being, has to. you got to be patient in a world where there is no yeah. patience. And you got to be calm in a world where people are just lunatic now. you got to be calm. The more amped up you get, the more crazy the dog gets. It's that simple. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you there, Alan. I know if, uh, yeah, if I'm getting all jacked up. Yeah, you can't get jacked thing. up. I, mean, I, I thoroughly understand everything you're saying, and and, and you know, getting them out, exercising, doing all that—that that all makes sense. But I don't know if you've ever been to Wisconsin in the winter time, brother. Yes. It was 13 below zero this morning, and I'm talking about an eight-pound min pin. Hey, buddy, can I just tell you something? I, I sympathize with your pain, but I got to tell you, I lived in Minnesota three times. My mother-in-law lives in Eau Claire. An idiot that I am, I've lost my car in the snow three times. I go to Lake Phelan in St. Paul with five layers of clothing on like the Michelin right, Man, three right, pairs right. of socks, a face, uh, four face masks, and then I start running around the lake. The wind kicks up. The snow starts. I get back to where my car is supposed to be, or I think it is, and it's not there because it's buried under snow. So I got to walk home, get a broom and search for my car for two days, and then i got to dig it out. So I have no car for five days one time. So I sympathize with you. I understand. But you don't have to go outside necessarily. you got a small dog. Uh, or maybe you just bundle up and go in the yard and just throw a ball for 10, 15 minutes, you know, whatever it takes. But that's the commitment that a dog owner has to make. I mean, if you're going to get a dog, you know, you got to understand dogs have needs. And you got to study up on, well, what is the needs of this breed? What does this dog need? Is this a dog? that can just sit around like a beagle or is this a dog that needs to hunt every day and run every day and play every day and be engaged every day you got to take that into consideration when you bring a dog home most people are like oh he's so cute oh, oh he loves me he's jumping around he, he thinks i'm his mother that's why he loves me uh, and they take him <laughs> home and then you know the dog's a lunatic and they're like well i didn't i didn't know this was going to happen I, I didn't anticipate this so did you really lose your car in this no boy your wife is one lucky lucky gal she certainly is <laughs> if you want to talk to alan cable dr debbie or a dog father joey Villani, it's toll free 1-866-405-8405 right now i i made fun about the docket of the show later on and judy got on my case because she works very hard to get all these guests coming up in just a few minutes ron reich and this is actually pretty cool he's done a little research and he finds out that young parents are now choosing pets over kids instead of having kids they're having cats and dogs i've actually done that in my current marriage i uh i don't have kids i i i'm sterile ladies and gentlemen so cats and dogs 
are my family, totally. Also on the show in just a few minutes, we've been talking about this guy who's putting together a doggy translator that lets you hear what your dog is thinking. It sounds kind of stupid, but it's it's totally on the level. For real, he's in Sweden, and he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Stick around. Who do you think you are not having kids? I mean, what, what kind of nonsense is that? Why do we all have to suffer and you somehow skate by? That's That's wrong. That's just wrong. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Some guy discovered shots. He read everything about blood cells and viral antibodies and said, Hey, look, I can stab people with this and they don't get smallpox anymore. And everyone was like, Great, stab me. That guy was an expert. Experts are the best because they tell everyone what they know and then not everyone has to be an expert. Like with the new healthcare law. You don't have to be an expert on that because TurboTax is. They studied it, broke it down, and simplified it. So now you can do your own taxes. Smallpox free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. These days, when I'm in a relationship, I feel like I'm alone. Like there's no one behind the mask. No voice on the other end of the line. Are you looking for a car insurance policy totally devoted to you? At Geico.com, you'll find a sympathetic ear, a shoulder to cry on, butterfly kisses, and easy ways to pay your bill and manage your policy. We're waiting with bated breath to help you save money and talk about your feelings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. Get unheard of deals on durable, easy-to-install floors at Lumber Liquidator's Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale. All laminate flooring is 20 to 30% off our incredibly low prices. All vinyl plank is 10% off. Take it from an expert. Vinyl plank is durable and installs in a snap. Plus, it's extremely water-resistant. So come on in. We'll make sure you get the right floor for you. Plus, get special financing. Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or the flooring experts at your local store today. Financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payment required. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by FlexRx. You know, people, just like dogs, when they get older, they get arthritis. But the dogs, they're so lucky, they have FlexRx. And it doesn't just mask those symptoms of arthritis. It restores natural joint function. Check out FlexRx. It's available at Pet Supplies Plus. And get a $10 off coupon over at AnimalRadio.com. When you were just talking about the guy that's going to come on the show, and um, he was talking about how how the people are, are choosing pets over having kids, and it's funny because when I do a um, seminar, because we've done demographics in the pet grooming industry, the best spots, um, best areas to actually open up a salon, and we target, believe it or not, the new family areas because... You know, both the um the the husband and wife both work. They really don't have not that they don't have time for kids, but it's just not in, in, in the cards right then and there. Or the boyfriend and girlfriend. So we target those areas because what they do is is they get the pet, the pet is treated just like a child, they spend a lot of money on it and grooming's just part of it. You know, I I think that's the way of the world now. It's 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 changed. You don't have kids either, do you? you people, no. Well you people no, are wrong. 
Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. See, Alan's suffering. He wants the rest of us to suffer with. Yes, him. exactly. Well, you know, there's a there's a lot of great things about you know having kids like uh, uh, like uh, let me think now. Oh, they'll take care of you when you get old, maybe. Maybe. Or they'll show you how to use your smartphone. Yes, that's what I need my kid, my daughter for. Yes. Let's hit the phones. I believe we have Jeff on the phones. Hey, Jeff. Hi there. How you doing today? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. See, I got a question for you. I had uh, got a lost Otso. He's, he's about 15 years old. He's he's still really spry. He's, he's an amazing dog. Anyways, of late, probably in the last week or so, uh, he's had a problem with uh, diarrhea, and he has, it looks like he's having a problem um, even, uh, you know, even defecate, even going. He looks like he's struggling. Okay. And we've we've changed up, you know, his, his food and everything, and um, to see if that was the issue, and it doesn't seem to be helping at all. Okay. Um, my first question for you, Jeff, is, um, is your dog, is he neutered? Uh, yes, he is. He is. Okay. All righty. And as far as you know, is there anything else that, you know, other than a diet change, anything else that's gone on that he's ingested that could explain his uh, recent diet change or his uh, well, school change? that's what I thought. I thought, you know, it could be an obstruction or something like this. But, you know, I live in a rural area, so, you know, we let him wander a little bit. So, you know, who knows? But I, I, I don't think so. Um one thing I did notice, he's eating grass. So you can tell, I, you know, that, isn't that a sign that uh, there might be some digestive problems? It, yeah, it's just basically a general sign that their belly may be unhappy. It's not anything really direct in pointing what the cause is. But if okay. he's straining to go, and especially if you're seeing thin ribbons of poop or you know diarrhea right. coming out, right. Right. then the, the big question is there's two different ways that things can be developing. One is we can have actually true diarrhea where there's just a lot of urgency to go and just not a lot of substance. Right. The other possibility is that there can be very little stool passing, but there's actually something blocking it. So because we are an older fella, um, I would encourage you to get this guy checked out. And one of the first things I would do for a pet in the double digits, as I call it, um, Mm -hmm. that's having these signs is I'd probably get an x-ray right off the bat, Um, mostly because I want to make sure there's nothing enlarged there. And I can tell you, I recently, unfortunately, had a dog that was being treated for diarrhea for a month and a half, and we ended up discovering down the road that we were developing a tumor in the abdomen. So we want to find these simple causes to explain some of these diarrhea and the changes in their bowel habits. But sometimes it can be something that really we need to get much more aggressive and jump on top of. So yeah, and, I, um, that, and one thing too is, as you know, I see he's like he's developing his little, which you call a mole on the outside of his, you know, on his coat or not, or, or on his skin underneath his hair. Okay, yeah, all over yeah. his body. So I don't know if that's a, you know, if that's a direct I, I relation have to a, a tumor. Or, yeah, I would have a hard time making a leap from the skin lumps that you're describing, which a lot of dogs have age warts um, or little right. skin bumps. So probably not a huge correlation I could make, um, but I would definitely say uh, x-rays would be one of the first things I would do. And if at all possible, when you do have your veterinary visit, anytime your pet is having digestive upset, whether it's vomiting or diarrhea, the best thing you can do to make your veterinarian happy is to come in with a sample of that poop that's fresh. Um, that really helps us a lot in kind of helping to eliminate sure. some possibilities there. So sure. if at all possible, um, you know, bring the doggy bag in hand, um, the kind of doggy bag you don't get out of the uh, the restaurant <laughs> when you leave. Right, um, right, exactly. The type that us, it gets us veterinarians very happy and very excited because it makes our is job there, so much easier. Is there a certain, <laughs> certain color we should be looking for? or is there In the poop? Yeah. Well, if, you, if, there's, well, if there's blood passing or anything like that, that's... 
Yeah, some of the general color changes we'll see with diarrhea. One would be is if you see black stools or what we call tarry yeah. stools. That can be an indication that there is bleeding in the intestinal tract, but usually a little bit higher up, more like in the stomach or the upper GI. And that's basically okay. digested blood. So if you see fresh blood or red colors in the stool, that can indicate lower bowel bleeding. Um, yeah, and then other changes. Deep dark, deep dark brown, just like the food he eats. So okay. So pretty typical. but And then there's whole yeah. colors of poop. When we start talking about colors of poop, there's the light brown, you know, all, all interesting colors. Green. Um, and sure. believe it or not, one of the most common concerns I get for green diarrhea, people freak out. And we fail to yeah. remember that people feed greenies and flavored chlorophyll treats, and that can cause oh, poops. Yeah, 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 that's right. So, but yeah, I would say, Jeff, that, you know, giving due respect for your older fellow, if he's continuing with this, I, I really would... Uh, Get that physical exam scheduled, and if possible, and if necessary, and your vet feels it's appropriate, um, you know, get an X-ray to start off with, and just to get you that to right direction there. Because I just really hate to advise you to, to kind of try this or that over the counter with um, a double-digit baby like that. So. Okay, I appreciate it. Thanks for your call, Jeff. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of our Dream Team right now. Hey, does anybody have a Samsung phone? Because I got this new phone and I can't figure out how to answer a damn call with it. Is it a smartphone? Yeah, my, Did you get a smartphone? My wife. Yes, and I hate the damn thing. I'm going to take my damn SIM card and put it back in the other phone because I hate this thing. Oh, congratulations, I, I hate that Samsung. If we call somebody, call suck. me now. I'll try to answer it. I can't figure out how to pick it up. There's a green thing, and I keep pushing it, and then nothing happens. I can't, I can't answer the phone. I'll have to talk to my daughter. Do you have to slide it? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm supposed to slide it to unlock it when it rings. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. oh! I never thought of that. Really, really? Yeah, I never thought of that. I was going to say it's download okay. the Animal Radio app now, but that, that might be kind of a complex you endeavor. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care for this technology crap. Welcome to the 20th century. No, I won't go. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed active ingredient doxylamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive at the fabulous Via del Palmar Resort in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. All the sand and sunshine with meals and cocktails included for just $3.99. Just $3.99 per couple, not per person. Plus, two kids, stay free. This is paradise. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities. You and the kids, meals and cocktails included, all just $3.99. Save over $1,200. Visit Cabo399.com or call right now, 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. At this price, the sale won't last long. Call 888-475-9098. Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cabo399.com and travel anytime in the next 12 months. Call right now, 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. Because Wendy switched to Geico and saved hundreds of dollars on car insurance, her vacation savings jar wants to pat her on the back. But it can't. It's a vacation savings jar. It doesn't have a palm to pat with. 
Even if it tried, it'd just spill change everywhere and make a mess. Switch to Geico, and every time you see the extra cash, you'll know your vacation savings jar wants to pat you on the back. But remember, it can't. It's a jar. It is, however, happy that you're saving money. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit FosterAndSmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, guess what? Soon you may no longer have to wonder what your dog's barking means. There's a new device in the works that will translate your dog's thoughts into English. Coming out of Malmo, Sweden, No More Wolf aims to translate your dog's thoughts via a headset that essentially reads your dog's mind. Sensors in the gadget will pick up EEG signals from the dog's brain and software in the device will translate those thoughts however roughly they are, into English. No More Wolf is currently being financed via Indiegogo, and already they surpassed their 10000 goal in just a matter of days. But still, if you're sold, the device will run you about 600 bucks, and it can distinguish four thought patterns. It's not just English either, though. Spanish, French, and Mandarin are coming to the device soon. You know what? There's a tail on that dog, and just watch what that tail does, and you'll be able to tell what your dog's thinking. Sea lion poop that's at the center of a lawsuit that's being filed by an upscale San Diego neighborhood. According to Courthouse News Service, the group of La Jolla residents are suing the city to get somebody to clean up the animal droppings that are covering the rocks by a nearby cove. The residents, who have dubbed themselves citizens for odor nuisance abatement, say the city has exclusive dominion control and responsibility to maintain the cliffs and keep the area free of noxious odors. They also want the city to take down a fence that's keeping people away from certain areas of the coast. But the residents argue that the lack of traffic has gradually led to a buildup of excrement. Well, we've all heard the popular phrase, bad to the bone, but Lucy, who's an adopted husky mix, is so bad that her unmatched destructive nature earned her the title of worst dog in America. When Eve Memmer of Greenville, South Carolina, adopted Lucy more than a couple years ago, it wasn't until the dog managed to chew her way through a metal crate they knew she was a prime candidate for Camp Bow Wow's contest to find America's worst of the worst. Well, she gnawed her way to the coveted crown, and the prize for that was a year of pet rehab at Camp Bow Wow, where she began training in the summer of 2012. She got to work on focus exercises and group play. But, you know what, this is really an issue that people have across the country with dogs, and it is responsible for 80% of all animal abandonment in animal shelters, according to vet Ernie Ward. So Lucy is now very manageable, and she'll listen to instruction, and she'll relax, whereas before, they could never get her to do that. And more than a year of reigning as the worst dog in America, Lucy may finally be able to pass that torch to a more deserving pup. The goal is to really help other dogs so that they don't get taken to shelters. If you train your dog and you spend some time with it, you can get rid of some of that behavior that seems like a nuisance. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. It used to be hard to find the answers to questions. Like if you wanted to know how fast a peregrine falcon could fly, you'd need to get a falcon and a football field and a friend at the other end with a falcon treat and a stopwatch. Now you don't need any of those things. All you need is a computer and you can know. It's easy to get answers to tax questions too. You can use a computer to ask TurboTax a question. Like, can I deduct my new laptop? You don't need a falcon treat to get the answer to that. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaInChewies.com. Get unheard of deals on durable, easy-to-install floors at Lumber Liquidator's Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale. All laminate flooring is 20 to 30% off our incredibly low prices. All vinyl plank is 10% off. Take it from an expert. Vinyl plank is durable and installs in a snap. Plus, it's extremely water-resistant. So come on in. We'll make sure you get the right floor for you. Plus, get special financing. Laminate and Vinyl Plank Flooring Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com or the flooring experts at your local store today financing subject to credit approval minimum monthly payment required they are now making glow-in-the-dark animals true story I'll tell you about it in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Did you see this story, Alan? I'm, I'm sure you saw it on the Internet. You're always <laughs> surfing the Internet for great stories. Yes, yes, yes. What, what story is it? About the glowing animals. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I did. No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that story. <laughs> At least you're honest. Uh, listen, yeah. we have on the phone with us a guy whose uh, his headline caught my attention. It said that young parents are choosing pets over kids. And this really hit home for me because I have done the same thing. And Ron Reich, who's the co-founder of several dog-related websites, did the research, and he's joining us. Hi, Ron. How are you doing? Hi. I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, tell us a little bit about this research and the study that you've done. Yeah, yeah. So we actually recently uh, commissioned a survey um, on Google. We actually interviewed over or uh, surveyed over 1,000 people, and um, we found that actually... um, especially with younger parents, uh, specifically the ages of uh, 25 to 34, they are nearly 30% more likely to spend their money on their pets during kids um, this past Christmas holiday season. And, yeah, we um, that was a lot more than we were expecting. It was very, very surprising, but not so surprising, on the other hand, when you think about it. You say that more people are choosing this as opposed to having kids, not just buying Christmas presents and spending more money on them, but they're actually deciding to have pets instead of kids. Yes, yes, exactly. It's almost like pets are the new, I don't know, I guess it's like the new kind of kids these days. It's almost like replacing people would rather have pet children than regular children. That's what it seems like. 
that's what we found at least from this survey, especially with the um, with the younger generation, uh, younger than the age thirty four. Why do you think the younger kids are deciding to have pets instead of kids? Well, there's a lot of things that go to it. We, like I mentioned, the income thing is one thing. Another um, thing that we um, are speculating is that it might have a lot to do with our social media. Whereas, as you know, these days with things like Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook, people are always um, posting about their pets and dressing up their pets and things like that. So it seems like there's um, more competition almost to like show how spoiled their pets are and lavish them with as many gifts as possible. Um, whereas, as you know, you know, older people are less inclined to be spending all their time on on social websites. That's that's definitely one thing that we're that we're looking at. So I guess this is different from five, ten years ago. You've seen it increase. Do you expect it to increase in the next five, ten years, even more so? Um, it seems like it's a lot now. I, 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 that would be tough to speculate on, but I actually think most likely yes, just because of the increase of social media. Also, um, one thing we found out is that people who are living in suburban areas are more likely to spend money on their kids. So as those uh, suburban areas get more and more populated, um, we're probably going to see more people uh, spending money on their pets and their kids as well. So, yeah, it seems like the trend is definitely moving in that direction. Do you have pets or kids or both? I personally <laughs> only have um, I only have pets. Actually. I have two cats, uh, Archie and Marla, and a dog, uh, Sheba. Question. Answer. Answer. Question. Coming question. Okay. Uh, my question is, uh, what what are they buying? Like, what what uh, do, you, do you study what they're buying? What they're spending their money on? Is it toys? Is it beds? Is it uh, vacation homes? What are they buying their pets? <laughs> it was an open ended question. Just generally, what are you spending your money on? Pets, your pets, or your kids? But yeah, the answer is all of the above. I mean, you, you know, people are spending money on. So yeah, a lot of interesting stuff, and I'm sure uh, um, you guys are pet lovers as well. So you. Really I hate them. Don't like them. No. Don't like them. Don't oh, like I'm sorry. Was that on the air? <laughs> of course we're pet lovers. And you know what? This is not really a surprise to me because a, a kid doesn't talk back to you. You don't have to deal with the, the, the adolescence, the 12-year-old. No, a kid yeah. talks back to you. Right. The cat doesn't talk back cat. to me. The, the dog oh, doesn't yes, talk back do. to me. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead and give us the website. You were an attorney, weren't you? And you turned marketing consultant. That's kind of an interesting direction to go, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, I used to be an attorney, but I found that I was too nice of a person to be, uh, arguing with people <laughs> on day. So instead I wanted to switch to helping people, and now I'm, um, helping people, uh, with their pets. And my website is, uh, shisuweb.com, the breed shisu, shisuweb.com. Shisu, is that like a shih tzu? So yeah, uh, the, pr- the correct uh, pronunciation is shisu. Wow, I did, okay, I'm sorry. Well, it's a good thing because I, I have a theory that people only buy those dogs so they can say dirty words and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, they're 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 shih they're shih acting like a little you know what. Yeah. Uh, web dot com is the website. Ron Reich, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Take have care. A day. Have a good day there. Hal, I, I love the way you embrace the correct pronunciation of the, uh, the yes. breed of that dog. I will also be keeping track and uh, writing down when you switch back to the incorrect pronunciation. The Shih Tzu will be out before the end of the show. Well, hi, Lynn. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Yeah, I'm in South Lake Tahoe. Okay, hold on for one second here. Let me... Can you come back in? Dr. Debbie just went to get a drink of water. Okay. <laughs> are you... Okay, there you go. She, she needed to I'm hydrate here. there. It's actually Diet Coke, and, and that's my vice. <laughs> <laughs> 
How can no, we help mine's you? Diet, mine's Diet Pepsi. Oh, Diet Pepsi is um, your advice? Yeah. Well, you know what? I just um, I had talked to my vet, but we have a puppy, an Australian Shepherd, and I just wondered what you recommend um, age-wise to get him neutered. Okay. I was told like five to six months, but I wondered if there's things that, you know, should his testicles have dropped by then? Um, you know, he still doesn't lift his leg pain. He's more like a squat still. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In general, I'd say that my veterinary recommendation is about six months for the castration surgery. Um, that's before we start to see the bad behaviors, um, marking around the house, um, a little bit pushy dominance or aggressive behaviors. In our community, you know, we have one of those laws that says that you have to neuter your dog and cat by four months of age. And um, I don't dispute the law, but I would say my preference is six months. And uh, for some things like, uh, you know, testicles, yes, they ought to be dropped by six months. But actually, those little suckers should be falling on those puppy visits. So usually on the three-month, the four-month visits, if those testicles aren't there, then I maybe get a little concerned. But by six months, they should be in their normal position. If they're not, that might be a condition called cryptorchidism, where the testicle doesn't drop normally. Um, not that we would wait necessarily longer, just means we have a little abnormality to deal with. Uh, but um, as far as neutering-wise, you said he's five months right now? He's six months. Oh, he's six months. So, yeah, I think he's old enough to sign up. And if he's not lifting his leg, um, I don't know that waiting longer may necessarily help him. Um, it's, it's not necessarily a hormone-driven behavior. A lot of times it's learned from other dogs around him. So might help to take him to the dog park and let him watch some of the big boys and uh, you know he might pick up that behavior <laughs> otherwise it okay. might just be a little bit more time and he'll he'll find it you know so, so, sometimes i sit down too <laughs> too much information <laughs> so it um what you said earlier it is better to do it before he shows signs of aggressive behavior so absolutely yeah and i found some people that actually wait because they're waiting to see those signs and actually behaviorally we can avoid so many more problems if we don't allow that to actually happen in the first place so yeah i I would i would endorse the old snip snip for your friend (laughs) okay you're listening to animal radio Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I don't don't want a dog that I can accidentally break. (laughs) You know, 2 a.m., I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, I killed my dog! Oh! See, now, if the dog was in the bed, you wouldn't have stepped on him. Yes, good point. I would have rolled on him. (laughs) This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewies. And their brand new intro pack. Your dog can try the... Chewy's Chicken Dinner, Simply Venison Dinner, Stella's Super Beef or Duck Duck Goose, or the Phenomenal Pheasant, all for $3.99, where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Hey, guys, thanks so much for sponsoring Animal Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father. I just have one question. If I was going to shave my dog by myself, how long should I leave the hair? Should I, like, two inches, one inch, three inches? What should I do? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If you have a double-coated dog, well, you have, you, you, um, you, are you talking about a shepherd? Yeah, I'm talking about my dog, Shepherd Lab, and I, I like to shave him in the summer. Listen, you can do that. Honestly, it's not the best thing that you're doing for your, for your pet's coat because what you're doing, by, sh- by cutting it down, you're removing the working coat. Okay, because it's it's an unnatural process. So what happens is is it throws everything off balance, and then you have excessive undercoat growth. Now, yeah. when that happens, 
It's like the best example I can give when you have a dog that has too much undercoat, it's like removing a protective layer off a jacket and just having that down exposed to the, um, to the elements. So it's gonna, it's gonna suck everything in. When it works right, you need both. You need the protective coating and then you need the down. So when I clip my dog that's not supposed to be clipped, that undercoat grows excessively. And I'm sure that you have noticed since you've done this, does the coat texture grow in differently? Yes, and you know what I did, Joey? Just exactly what you said. His coat was not shiny and not pretty, so I, I haven't shaved him in a, uh, probably a year and a half, and it's back to normal now. What I would recommend, and, and again, when it's real cold, you know what? You want to just have them de-shed the dog out and um, just a normal process. And in the summer, have them do a complete D-shed where they pull everything out. And, you know, you'll notice your dog is going to look better. Your dog's probably going to feel better. And you're going to get, listen, no matter what, you're going to get hair in your house. I mean, that's part of owning a pet. Um, it'll definitely be reduced a lot. But I think at the end of the day, everyone will be happy if you didn't shave it. But if you if you okay. do want to shave it, honestly, just don't expose the skin. Some Can people I ask just one more question? Do it, and that's just how it is. Sure. How do you D-shed a dog? How do you, how do you, what does that mean? The the best way is to go to your professional grooming because it's a process. But if you if you if you don't have the money to do that, what you want to do is you want to get the right brush for your dog's coat. So depending if it's a long haired dog or short haired dog, you're gonna go out and you're gonna find the right brush that you need. And um you're going to brush a two-inch area at a time. And once I brush out that two-inch area, I go back through with a comb. This time of the year, I want to be able to get down to the skin, but I want to have some tension on it. Okay, if I pull through freely, I'm removing everything. Um, and this time of the year, I don't want to do that. And if you're able to do that and work your way through the dog little by little, and I section it off, and I usually have to start on the, the bottom and work my way up. That's just my process because I can I, I keep going over areas, so I, I, I know I've done everything. And um, usually you'll find that that's the easiest way. It's time-consuming. It really is. That's why I say leave it up to your professional groomer. But you got to also check them because a lot of times professional groomers get away with not doing it because the dog is clean and comes out, and you think it's good until you get them home. That was awesome information that I needed. He's informative, I'm telling you. Yeah, I needed I needed that information, and that, that's the way. Well, I don't like being rushed by you two. I, I needed that. Do we rush you? I don't rush yes. you. Judy yes, rushes you. Make me, you. you make me feel when do I rush you? Do I ever uh, rush you? I don't rush you. you Come hurry up and tell me the answer. Do I rush you or not? Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. I don't understand why I'm not being mobbed by people asking questions. I, 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 you two get on this. Get on it immediately. Well, I think, I think the <laughs> advice that you give is worth a lot, and people say, you know, well, I can't afford that advice. They don't understand it's free advice. This is, yes, they, is don't, they don't understand. Toll free. Not only is it free, if I had a way, I would force them to listen to me. Even the phone call's free. Everything's free. You know, people are sick of hearing the word free because usually when people tell you something's free, they're lying to you. We here at Animal Radio, we never lie about anything. Everything here is free. Everything. Absolutely. It's all free. It's like it's, We're the Ron Burgundy of radio shows. It's free. 
And you know the best part? Guaranteed. Money back guarantee. Yes, yes. If you're well, not wait, satisfied. Wait a minute now. now. Now you're getting a little crazy here, you know. You know, <laughs> what do you mean money back guarantee. Come on. You know, we got a problem when Joey is the judge of what's crazy. There's a problem. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, I will be that judge and jury. You know what, Joey? You know what? You know you know where you belong, seriously? You should contact Judge Judy and you guys should be, she should have you next to her on the bench. There should be two of you. Well, I was watching once. And I don't really remember the particulars of it, but it had to do with a breeder and a dog that was sold. Oh, God, I wish I could remember. But she ruled. But she ruled, and it was totally wrong. And being in the pet industry, I just knew, you know, what was, what was you know, protocol and what wasn't. And, she, and I wanted to go through the television. And I just wanted to wring a neck and say, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. You're ruling totally, totally wrong. And um, that was it. It wasn't no big thing. <laughs> did, did you you should have contacted her because I think Judge Judy would be uh, very turned on by a powerful man such as yourself who stands up to her even though she's a married woman and says you know what you're wrong I think that would cause that that would be exciting for me if I were Judge Judy yeah that would go over well okay let's take your call not unless you sit in my lap hey Jamie how are you doing good how are you guys doing very good where are you calling from I'm calling from Corona, California. The beautiful L.A. area, huh? Yes. What's on your mind? I got the good doctor here. I got the trainer. I got the animal communicator. I got the groomer. We're all here for you. Great. Well, we live in a somewhat rural environment, and um, we have coyotes that run down in back of our house every once in a while. And uh, we live kind of up a steep slope, but and we have a four-foot chain link. We've never seen a coyote this close before, but one was looking right at the chain link, right at my little Yorkie. Mm-hmm. And um, what I did um, is I got a hundred feet of two foot chicken wire and put it on the chain link and hooked it up to the energizer. And I want to know if I should feel secure about keeping them out. Wow. Well, you know, I, I'll, I'll say a couple of things because we have definitely a, a huge coyote problem in um, the Las Vegas area, and uh, the bottom line is you can never take your leave your dog outside uh, without That's supervision. Right. That's um, right. I, I've I've heard of people just letting the dog out, checking on laundry, coming back, and it's snatched and it's gone, and, and this will be day or night. So that's definitely vigilance is the number one thing. Um, They're evil, you know. I've got them too out here. I live in a rural place too, and my dog is big. He's a hundred twenty five pounder. So what the little I hate coyotes. Coyotes. Just so you know, I hate coyotes. What they do is they try to lure him into the woods so they can gang up on him, but he's way too smart. You know, but that's what they're trying to do. They're out there howling, so he'll go out there and they can surround him. I don't like coyotes, so I'm sure people are going to be very upset at this, but I don't care. I've got myself a real powerful BB gun, BB rifle, and I sit outside and I shoot them, and it does not kill them, but, boy, it sends them a clear message that if they come anywhere uh, near my house, they're going to experience a bit of pain. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll go for the non-arsenal methods. <laughs> to deal with of course this. you will, Dave. Of course um, you will. We'll leave the firepower to Alan. Um, I, I, you, normally girl. for coyotes, my recommendation is to go with a six-foot fence. Um, so if you've got a four-foot fence with a two-foot elevation, you know, you might be close, but I would feel much more comfortable if your chain length was higher um, to start with because um, these guys definitely are quite crafty and quite athletic. So, um, is that, gosh, six feet really even enough? 
I mean, that's the general guideline that we have with coyotes. But for a lot of folks, I'll recommend putting like a barbed wire on there or, you know, you're going into the, you know, electri- electrified uh, route. And that is totally, um, you know, a, a valid way to go as well. There's other things you can do as far as to try to keep them away. It's kind of more banking on that they're going to get into your yard and hopefully you can prevent that. But just like for stray cats, when we want to keep them away, we can use motion activated uh, sprinkler systems or, you know, for nighttime, you can use the motion activated um you know spotlights and such just to try to keep them away um but but i'm for the physical deterrence and and i'll leave uh alan to comment on the firepower (laughs) well it's not a real gun it's a bb gun uh, my husband had thought of a paintball gun you know i i know coyotes have a place and they need to eat just not in my yard sure no, I Girl, they're everywhere. They can, they're in all 50 states, and they're overpopulated, and you can't get rid of them, so don't worry. You know, a BB gun, it doesn't, it, it doesn't do them any damage. It just gives them, it's like pinching somebody. It gives you a nice big sting. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going near there anymore. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll maybe we'll go shopping. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and fire fence. And some other things that you can try, um, you know, for a lot of wildlife, it may work for coyotes, um, but, you know, taking um, ammonia and kind of treating the outside perimeter of your yard to try to keep them away. Just Like urine? Um, um, well, you can, there's some coyote urine deterrence you can get as well, but, you know, even just, you know, good old ammonia, get it in a spray bottle and spritz it, um, you know, outside the perimeter home. You know, we don't want to put it in, in your yard where your dog's going to get into it. Um, but just the real pungent odor tends to deter a lot of wildlife. Mm. So, Cal, um, you're the, you know, uh, yeah, I go around and I usually just mark my territory and that keeps everybody. <laughs> uh, well, um, thank you very much for all your input. I think, uh, the higher scent sounds good and, um, uh, and, uh, and I'll, I'll leave the firepower up to my husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. Go. I want you to know that the, the only rational answer here came from Dr. Debbie. And I just wanted <laughs> to point that good. out there. My answer was a good answer. <laughs> you know what was interesting is uh, not a lot of people know that you actually brought your wife in today. This is the first time that I've yes. met your wife, Kimmers. Yes. And let me say, you lucked out, young man. You really oh, did. She's gorgeous. She is a hottie. <laughs> but as soon as you mentioned firepower, her eyes lit up. She likes that in you. I can tell. Yeah, she likes it, but she won't let me have any. I'm, I, I'm allowed to have the BB rifle, and that's it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You are so lucky. At the fingertips, the little fingertips that can dial the number toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. The entire Dream Team here to answer your questions today. Dr. Debbie, of course, groomer Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and of course, Stacy Cohn working in the newsroom. What do you got going on this hour? I think you can get just about anything you want in Vegas. And now your dog can actually be invited to a special club. It's called the Hydrant Club. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if, you know, the bitches walk around with tops or not, but um, (laughs) it's pricey to get in. I'll tell you what it includes and what it's all about coming up on Animal Radio News. This show is really turning out to be a humdinger, isn't it? This is a humdinger, yes. (laughs) This hour, we're going to be talking to Thomas Mazzetti in Sweden, where it's very late there. 
and he's going to tell us about his new dog to English or dog to human translator. Yes. Okay, I'm very. Is he really on the level? Is he? Do you know? I don't know. We'll have I mean, to is this find like out. A game or a novelty, or is he really trying? Don't oh, know. We'll okay. have to. We'll let him explain it. That's all I right don't know here. nothing. He's got some explaining to he do. He sure does. <laughs> I'm sure. Lucy. You do a pretty good Ricky Ricardo, Alan. You got some explaining to do, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, which line are we going to, Judy? Line three. Okay. Hi, Carmela. Yes. How are you today? Good, thank you. Where are you? I'm in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What's going on? Well, I actually have uh, two dogs with two situations but they're sleep related i have a nine-year-old chin cavalier mix i got him he when he was six he's adopted and or rescued and he sleeps very soundly and uh if you if you have him he loves to sleep in the bed and and sometimes uh he'll sleep in the bed with me and i'll accidentally hit him with my foot and he he bites automatically like it's an automatic reflex and I've woken up screaming, and he's looking at me like, "What's your problem?" Uh, <laughs> so he's so, not—he's he not bites. recognizing that. No, it's an automatic. It's almost like a natural response. It's not that okay. um, you know. Obviously, if I—if he's awake, and I, you know, would go to you know step on him, or you know, he is afraid of feet. But the the sleeping thing—he's in a deep sleep, and he automatically wakes up or and snaps, and and he's gotten me in a few times. So okay. I don't know how to mm-hmm. break him of that because it's a sleep issue. Well, and, and that's the first thing that I think we need to talk about is that this does sound to me like a sleep issue. Now, the other question I'd have for you is, does he have any tendency towards seizures? No. Okay, because when dogs do this, where it's almost like an involuntary uh, reaction in their sleep where they're biting, um, acting aggressively, and they're starting off at a deep sleep and then they're kind of awake like you described what the heck yeah i didn't do anything what what are you waking me up for that can actually be in situations either a seizure or it can be a condition called an rem a rem sleep disorder and um, sometimes it takes a little bit of uh, looking and perhaps even some neurologic testing to really figure out which category we might be in. From what you're describing, I think you might have a sleep disorder, though. And um, it is treatable. Now, it is not anything I would encourage you to try to train him against because he is not aware of that, and it's, it is a reflex. It's something that he does not have the ability to stop. Right. And in those situations, there really are some uh, need for medications to help to control that. Now, the big, I guess the big decision to make would be, do you want him to sleep in bed with you? Because that would be the first decision. If the answer is, well, I don't want to medicate my dog, perhaps having him sleep in a different arena on the floor, um, that can help solve the problem without needing to get into a medication. Um, some dogs will even do like a, a padded uh, dog bed, or if they're in a crate, will pad that area so they don't hurt themselves. Because some dogs will also do some kind of violent behaviors in their sleep if they have this type of disorder. Um, but otherwise, there are some very good medications. Uh, clonazepam would be my first choice, but there's other ones, anti-seizure type medicines we might use. Well, he is also very, he, he's, he, he gets cranky when he's tired and he's, it's hard for him to respond. Like most dogs are alert. They have like a, you know, if they hear someone at the door uh, or if they hear me moving, they get up. You know, he's mm-hmm. kind of sluggish to wake up. It takes him a while to kind of consciously wake up and go, oh, hello, you know, this is what's going on. 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we don't understand a lot of these disorders in dogs, but what we learn from humans, we can kind of drag over to the veterinary world. And people who have sleep disorders are, they're definitely mentally dull at times. They, you know, they may not be the most alert in daytime settings. So we can expect that dogs might have that same thing. So, so yeah, I'd say we got some, some work there. And and you mentioned your other doggy had a problem as well? Yes, I have a, uh, he's an eight year old cocker spaniel. I've had him for since he was four, and again, when he's he's more alert and he he doesn't have the same biting problem. What he does is when he gets tired or overtired and he goes to bed, uh, he will wake my husband and I up in the middle of the night with this very very loud wail, like a howl. Uh-huh. And um, and he's woken us up before, and we'll go and see what's wrong. And he's like, well. I don't know, you know, he didn't even know he was doing it. And he doesn't make mm-hmm. the sound ever when he's awake. And it, and it happens, um, you know, like say once a month, he'll have this loud wail. And it's like this really, it's almost like a scream. Like it's like, like a bone chilling thing because I don't really know, you know, I was scared at first. But now I'm used to it, but it's still startling. Um, oh, sure. It's very yeah. loud. And, and that's and, really it. <laughs> Okay, and that kind of, if it's infrequent once a month, you know, maybe we don't really have a organic problem going on. Dogs, we know, dream. So, you know, if he's having a real active dream, either physically moving or vocalizing, that may be normal for him. And I can tell you, my one Labrador, I cannot sleep in the same room as him because he'll start kicking, paddling, and he starts vocalizing. So he sleeps uh, downstairs, and I sleep upstairs. <laughs> um, and that's just how we deal with that. Now, if it were something more of a problem... Yeah, then maybe we'd talk about, you know, medication. But you know what? I don't, I don't know if I could probably convince myself that he's got a, a, a medical problem. Um, he's probably just a real active sleeper in that situation. So put the earplugs in or have him sleep on the floor, too. Right, right. I just, okay, no, I appreciate that. I just didn't know if he was having, like, a night terror or some kind of psychological thing where it's the same how. It's, and he does dream, you know, like a normal dog. But it's just an odd thing where it's so loud when he vocalized. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Carmela. Right. We appreciate it. Give him a hug for him from all of us here at oh, Animal Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye now. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Could be Dr. Debbie, Dog Father Joey Volani. The first voice you hear is Judy. She's actually screaming a call right now, so I'll be real quiet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. Use as directed active ingredient toxilamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. 
What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. And in just a few minutes, we'll talk to the guy who's invented a dog-to-human translator. I think he's on the level here. I think this is totally for real. Although I, I don't know. We'll ask him. We'll find out. We'll we'll test him. We'll see. We'll be able to tell right away if he's a joker or not. He's from Sweden, isn't he? Yes, he is from Stockholm. What time is it there? Are we calling him late at night? It's like nine hours mm-hmm. later. Maybe yes. we should wait a little until he goes to sleep. <laughs> Stacy, what do you got coming up? Oh, PETA. All over Justin Bieber. And it's not because his movie sucked. It's uh, another issue. He, he <laughs> bought another animal. You know, he had a monkey. He left in Germany because he didn't have the right paperwork to bring it into the country. And then he gave away a hamster. I think it was at a concert that he just gave the hamster away. And then that poor little hamster died like a week later. Now he's got a new animal. And PETA is not happy about it. I'll tell you why. Coming up. On Animal Radio. Oh, what did he get this time? Did that guy's he, a joke. Does he have a movie? I didn't know he had I a movie. I didn't even know he had a movie. I guess that's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> As a uh, veterinarian, which I'm not, but Dr. Debbie is, she uh, she actually lives with her husband, who also is a veterinarian. So they, they've got a whole veterinarian household going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, yep. they come home, they probably talk about uh, whatever happened at work that day. Right? Mm-hmm. Can I oh, yeah. There's, a, there's always interesting stories. We actually have to limit the time, you know, to talk about work because, you know, it can get kind of, you know, stressful when you talk about the, you know, the bad stuff or the sad cases. So we limit. But uh, you know, we have our doggy family that joins us. So. Pretty crazy lifestyle. You could probably write a book about it. I could, and I think others have. I want to welcome Scott Reeder to the airwaves. He's a veteran state house reporter and a journalist in residence at the Illinois Policy Institute. It's a nonprofit research group that supports free market and limited government. It has nothing to do with the animals whatsoever. But he probably comes home at night, and his wife, who also is a veterinarian, talks probably incessantly about what went on that day's work. I hear it all, uh, all in great detail. Not only my wife is a veterinarian, so is my father. Oh, really? Wow. I want to just guess, and you know, I'm not the brightest tool in the rocket shed, but I'm thinking that you probably have a few animals <laughs> at your house, and, and I'm guessing that maybe one or two of them maybe are missing a limb or can't see. Or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be correct. Uh, we have four dogs, two cats, two parakeets, and a rabbit in the house, 
and we have three goats outside of the house. Now You're we, getting off easy. Yeah. <laughs> when you got married, did you know this was in in the stars? Well, I think I uh, told, uh, mentioned uh, in a column that uh, when I got married, I, the thing that ran through my mind is, you know, since my dad was a veterinarian, I, I knew that you, there was just always this potential for animals coming home. And I, I remember my dad was a, had a mixed practice, both livestock and uh, small animals, and I remember he was vaccinating some cattle at a... Um, sale barn and this lonely um billy goat got put out in the middle of the ring and the poor thing didn't have any ears and um nobody bid on it and as a joke my dad bid five dollars and he ended up with it and he came home and you know we were as kids we were all just thrilled to see this thing and put in the pasture next to our house and suddenly it jumps the fence and runs across the uh, yard and wants to come in the house <laughs> and like and my poor mother she took the shoe in it off the uh, porch and uh, it kept coming back so she finally got a broom and just kind of gave it a little swat on the on the behind to get it off the porch and every time she'd hear it clap, clap, clapping up the porch she'd come back out with the broom and finally she just left it there on the side of the porch so she just would wave it at him and so he'd leave we got up the next morning and the goat had eaten the broom. <laughs> he showed her. Yeah. Well, you got some common animals around there. Well, you got a cat, don't you? Yes, we do. We do. It's uh, kind of a funny story. When I was, when my wife was um, about eight months pregnant with our first daughter, I have three daughters, um, she came home with this little kitten, and my wife's just about in tears. She said, she shows me the cat, and it's, that it was born without any eyes. Wow. She said somebody came in and wanted her to put it to sleep, and she just, between sobs, said, Scott, I just couldn't do it. What happens if our child's born without eyes? We wouldn't <laughs> want to have that done. we gotta, we got to say, rescue this cat. Scott, I just agreed to take it as a foster cat. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, who's going to take a cat without any eyes? This is ours forever. <laughs> and eight years later, it's still with us, and uh, it's a wonderful cat. Um, it hops up on the... Um, on the window sills and kind of sits there like a prince and uh, wow. it has the floor plan of the house memorized and runs through the house and and i don't understand how it does this but it seems to know where my kids toys are on the floor it never oh. doesn't run into them and i it's kind of this weird sixth sense that wow. it seems to know oh. where it's going yeah that changes all the time the furniture stays in place but there's always going to be toys around wow. exactly yeah we got a three-year-old, a five-year-old, or an eight-year-old at home. So you can imagine how many toys get moved around sure. and everything else. And Is that the cat that hated all men? No, that was the cat, that was uh, oh, a cat that uh, my wife brought into the marriage. It was a rescue, too. Somebody mm-hmm. brought a cat in, and they wanted her to put it to sleep again. It had a broken leg. Um, and my wife is pretty receptive, and she wondered if it had been the victim of abuse. She well, those things you you know, um, Dr. Debbie can probably attest to this. Sometimes you you suspect it, but you just can't prove it. And um, yeah. she said, "I'll tell you what, sign it o- the ownership over to me, and I'll um, do the surgery, and we'll find a home for it." Hmm. So they signed it over to her, and um, suddenly this cat's new home is Joan's new home. This is <laughs> while we were uh, engaged, and um, I'd go over to Joan's apartment, and um, that cat, as soon as I saw a man, it would just run. And hide. So I, you know, you kind of wonder if this cat had um, been the victim of abuse somewhere along the line by a man. Sure. I don't know. But once we got married and we and she moved over into to, to our, we moved together to our house. That cat was still terrified. And um, one morning I got up and um, put on my suit and 
what's that strange odor? And I put the suit on, and it, it, had, uh, it had marked my suit and marked every one of the white starched shirts hanging in the closet. Oh, I mean, it just, oh my gosh. It just, anything that had my scent on it, it hated. So do you have to put a limit on how many animals your wife can bring home, or did you do that a long time ago when it wasn't effective? <laughs> I did that a long time ago, and it wasn't. It hasn't proved to be effective. I mean, um, she used to at least ask. Now she just show up. <laughs> so, yeah. no. I, the most recent addition was a rabbit. Um, somebody needed to find a home for, and Joan said, "Oh, I'll take her." Now it inhabits the basement, and you know. Although I will say our Labrador Retriever is quite interested in it, but oh. uh, it hasn't. Um, they haven't mixed. Now, I'm guessing your spontaneity and love life is non-existent. You know, it sounds to me like your wife is looking to replace you slowly. Like, so sooner or later, there's not going to be enough space for you. Oh, I don't know about that. But, you know, one of the things I will say, though, is, you know, having grown up with a vet as a parent, I think it's such a terrific way for our kids to grow up. Sure. I mean, grow up around all those animals. And not only that, I mean, the science of it. I mean, I think we always kind of gloss over um you know, animals is you know they're, they're these wonderful things in our lives and the love and all of this, and that's that's certainly a part of it. But I mean, you know, the conversations I, the things I learned about science from my dad, just sitting around the dinner table when he explained things, and I'd go out on calls with him to farms, and um, you know, he would explain why he's doing this and all these things. And I see the same dynamic going on with um, my kids and their mother. I mean, they're they're learning so much that you know. Um, that'll transfer well into the into the um, rest of their lives. I mean, whether they're going to the doctor or for themselves or for their own kids or whatever. I think it's a wonderful way to grow up. Got a website? My, most of my writing, it goes on ilnews.org. ilnews.org, it's about um, all, the, all the things that are happening in the state government. Write about news from a state uh, free market perspective. Okay, we'll link to it from animalradio.com. Scott, thanks for spending time with us. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye. All those animals. Wow, I couldn't deal with all those. Now, how many do you have, Dr. Debbie? I, you know, actually, right now I only have two. Okay. And uh, but you know what? With all of our work commitments, it, you know, I take care of everyone else's babies, so I really have a hard time um, taking on you know animals I can't take care of or that I have challenges taking care of. If you want to talk to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, give us a holler right now. Toll free 1-866-405-8405. Brought to you by Sweet Scoop, all natural clumping cats. Don't you like clumping cats? (laughs) (laughs) Clumping cat litter. Stop litter box odors instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical free and 100% biodegradable. Learn more at www.sweetscoop. That's S-W-H-E-A-T, like wheat, sweetscoop.com. And head on over to AnimalRadio.com. I think there's still a $3 off coupon, so try it out. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. I recommend before bringing a new cat or kitten into your home that you kitten or cat-proof your house, garage, basement, and yard. Now, kittens are just big bundles of curiosity, and they get into a lot of trouble. But adult cats can get into trouble as well. Just like a kid uses its hands and fingers to explore, what cats do is they use their mouth and teeth to investigate everything that's new. And, you know, you got to keep in mind that their vantage point is much lower than ours. So you need to get down on all fours and look around to see what they see. Let's go over some common dangers that will really cause trouble for kittens and cats. So plants is a big one. And then, you know, swallowable objects. So this is really anything that's small enough for them to get 
a hold of. Any kind of cords or wires, those are dangerous. Also balconies or raised decks, pools, and even unsupervised small children. You want to keep your toilet lids, dresser drawers, trunks, and closets all closed. And, you know, you got to be careful when closing your refrigerator, your oven, your washer, or clothes dryer to make sure your kitten is not inside. Cats and kittens love sewing supplies, so you've got to keep those out of reach. Never leave a hot stove unattended. And you might have to block off stairs and ledges with a baby gate. One of the big things we see is poison and medication, so those all need to be in a locked cabinet that your pet has no access to. And lastly, you need to examine your house or furniture carefully for small holes or gaps or spots where a small kitten or cat could squeeze through and get stuck. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Sweet Scoop Clumping Litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-645-MY-TV 1-855-645-MY-TV this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, when you go to Vegas, you know, you don't think twice about paying a little bit to get into a club. VIP lounges and entrance fees, they're commonplace in Vegas, but... Now there's a social club downtown just for pampered pets and their owners. The view from the outside is what most of us are likely to see. You need a special key card to get inside the Hydrant Club. It's a private park. 
And I don't know if dogs have clothes on or not. I don't know if it's a topless park or what. But members pay a monthly fee that many people would find expensive, considering that nearly all of their dog parks are free to the public. But these dog lovers say it's worth every single penny because the dogs are are uh, tested. They make sure that they've got all their shots and they don't have fleas or any of that. There's a field of grass that feels good on the paws and some trees provide shade. However, it comes at a price. Membership. Fees can vary from around 40 bucks to more than 200 bucks a month. The People for Ethical Treatment of Animals, or PETA, they are not applauding Justin Bieber's decision to buy a dog despite showing his love to the animal. The Canadian pop star is being criticized for failing to set a good example to his fans by purchasing a puppy from a pet store instead of adopting one from a shelter. PETA's senior vice president of investigation said whether or not reports are true that Bieber purchased a puppy from a pet store for 600 bucks. PETA wants to remind everybody that when you buy a dog or cat from a pet store or a breeder, you sentence an animal in a shelter to death. She added that there's six to eight million homeless animals that enter shelters every year and half of them are euthanized for lack of a good home. So there's no excuse for buying an animal no matter who you are. The 19-year-old singer previously owned a hamster. He gave that away to a fan, I remember, at a concert. Unfortunately, it later died. I think it was like a week later. He also abandoned his monkey, Mally, in Germany when he failed to obtain the proper permits to enter the country. Hopefully, he'll have better luck with this dog. Well, the days of the horse-drawn carriage in New York City, they are galloping to a close. The mayor-elect, Bill de Blasio, said Monday that he is going to make good on a campaign promise to end the practice in Central Park. We're going to get rid of the horse carriages, period, he said at a press conference introducing new school's chancellor, Carmen Farina. Activists have long condemned the horse carriage as cruel and outdated. De Blasio left little doubt about where he stands on the issue that divides many New Yorkers and inflames passion on both sides. They've been a staple in New York. I don't know. It's just hard with all the cars and stuff around there. And I did see the... The quarters where they keep them, I remember 60 Minutes once did a, a expose on them, and they were really, really small. But apparently they've cleaned them up, and, you know, they've made it a little better for the horses. I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on that issue because they've just been a staple in New York for so long. But, of course, I don't want to see any abuse go to horses. But you didn't ask me. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. On March 3rd last year, Henry W. faced his own death. 
with incredible courage. He wasn't in an accident. He wasn't ill. He wasn't in any danger. But he faced this reality head on. If he died, his wife and children wouldn't be able to pay the mortgage, make the car payments, or keep up the life they'd had. His family would lose everything. So he picked up the phone and called AIG Direct. He found out that through AIG Direct, he could get a quarter million dollar policy for just $18 a month. Now, he knows that he's helped make his family's future secure, no matter what happens to him. Protecting your family with coverage through AIG Direct is fast, easy, and incredibly affordable. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now. 1-800-856-7993. That's 1-800-856-7993. 1-800-856-7993. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. She's a slave driver. That's she is a slave driver. Well, if you look at the schedule, you'll see where we're at. Oh, and my where we God. Should. You see why she's the producer? I look schedule. at the schedule. I scan I scan it every week. And look at it. it every and, week. No, at the time, we're doing it. Time means nothing to me. That's why I do it. I take care of it. <laughs> you sound like you want to hit me. I like that. I like that in a woman. Judy in total control of her emotions. She does. Well, that's why she's the producer of the show, and she knows how to wrangle it in. Hear her working right now. Listen to this. She's working. She's actually getting one of the interviews on the phone right now. Listen to her work it. She, she actually tells people that we're Oprah. That's how she gets all these great interviews. See, now that's smart. That is smart. I would have never thought of that. You know, every time you come on, Dr. De- Debbie, it's, it's like a celebration. It is. It's it like, really is. Yeah. Oh, thank like a you. celebration in my head. What was that? Some kind of ambulance or cop car or something. It's Dr. No. Debbie's ride. <laughs> They're coming to pick me up later. I've had that, you know. I've had clients come racing in the parking lot and have cops in pursuit of them. Oh, my and gosh. They race their animals to the vet, and they accept the ticket. But they will not you stop know, you, until they get here. And uh, the cop was pretty unforgiving. You know, they waited and let them bring their pet in, but they gave him a ticket afterwards. <laughs> She is a good writer, too, Alan. I don't know if you had a chance to check out her books or not, but if you own a Yorkshire Terrier or a Shih Tzu or a Pug or a Mini Schnauzer, what did we learn earlier? It was a Shih Tzu? Shih Tzu? Shih Tzu. If you own any one of these, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend is Dr. Debbie's books, and she is a great writer. I don't know what the hell she's doing with us. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you what she's doing Writing with stories us. about you guys. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> We are, uh, I think we're trying to call, or Judy is trying to call Sweden right now. Where am I calling? There's a lot of numbers. Does she speak Swedish? This is uh, the company that's making the doggy translator that lets you know what your dog is thinking. And this is for real, by the way, little device that fits over your head. And then it, there's a little speaker. Hi, Thomas. This is Judy at Animal Radio. We have made contact. That's amazing. It's not easy to call overseas. I mean, you really got to jump through some hoops. There's extra buttons pushing. I've got international operators. and Well, this is amazing for Alan, just the technology, of course. He just got his first smartphone today, and we're, yeah, teaching, I don't want it. we're teaching him how to answer calls hey, with that. Hey, Debbie, call me up because I can't figure out how to answer it. I, uh, people are calling me, and I can't answer the dang phone. It's a, this little green thing. I push it. Nothing happens. <laughs> Well, babe, give me a call, man. My wife looks at my phone. Who's this? Who's this? Hey, uh, Thomas. Thomas Mazzetti? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing today? I'm great this evening. This evening. I guess it's the end of the day for you. We're calling you in Sweden, and you are with the, you are actually the project director for this No More Wolf, which is the uh, the gadget which tells you what your dog is thinking. Yeah, well, we're trying. It's under development, you could say. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Well, what stage is it at right now? <laughs> 
Uh, well, some things are not that hard to, to, to notice. I mean, if your dog is uh, really sleepy or agitated, uh, we can see that straight away. I mean, anyone can see that. But some things need a little bit more work. So you're just doing the fine-tuning right now. <laughs> you could say that. I mean, we just stumbled upon this. The, the science is pretty. It's been out there for quite a long time. I think we pretty much just put it together some different areas and now we are sort of overwhelmed by the by the pure fun of it yeah do you remember the film up one of my favorite films ishtar and up yeah. but up was uh really really they had with the talking dogs that whole scene yeah. Does, am i the only one that remembers that alan did you oh, say I love that, that movie yes i, I love that, that movie i got kids what are you talking about yeah so was that sort yeah. of like what, what we're talking yeah. about the device is pretty much the same, only that the animals in Up, I think, is a little bit more intelligent than the dogs we have found so far. What what type of dogs are you testing it on? We're testing it on our own dogs and our friends' dogs. But, I mean, dogs, it seems, are not that sharp. They are pretty much, they are either sleepy or they are hungry or they are angry or they are... <laughs> Maybe those oh, yeah, are just curious. Swedish dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they're not happy about the snow. Now you're you're doing an Indiegogo page, which is sort of like Kickstarter. You're trying to raise money, and I think your goal is ten thousand dollars. How much have you raised so far? Uh, well, we actually raised more. We put it deliberately low because, I mean, even if we succeed, it's still sort of novelty science. As the doctor here, I'm, I'm, I've heard of this before with people trying to analyze dogs' barks, but you guys are taking this to a, a bit more scientific level. So you're measuring brain waves, is that right? Yes, that's exactly correct. Barks sounds really hard. But, you know, we're using EEG sensors, which is pretty off the shelf. And, and when it comes to, like, if dog is really sleepy, it's so easy to just put that on the dog's head and you notice that. But some things are, are quite interesting. If the dog is hungry, for instance... You have a part of the brain which is this hunger center, and if you could sort of, oh, my English is not perfect, but if you could like uh, cut into that one part, then you could see that. And the only thing our device does that when we see the activity in that part of the brain, the hunger center, it translates those brain waves via a small computer into a loudspeaker, and the dog says. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, I like you have different voices though for it. You have like eight different yes, voices. Yes, you do. Yeah, just like Siri. <laughs> yeah, you knew you have to have a voice that fits your dog. Otherwise, it's sort of an insult. Yeah, sure. Character. <laughs> <laughs> do they all have a Swedish accent? Uh, do you have an Italian one? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, do dogs yeah have a... exactly. I mean, if you have a, a Italian, uh, I don't know what the Italian dogs are called, but of course they should talk with an Italian accent. Sure. But I mean, he, they could speak Chinese. That's pretty much up to the, the language. They can speak in any language. Do dogs have a sense of humor? Because if, if they did, you know, he'd be on your leg and it'd be going, I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And you we know, haven't I... translated that so far, actually. <laughs> what you suggested, which I will spell out because I'm from Sweden. I don't know what you're allowed to say on radio. But go it's ahead. all going at your leg would be like interesting talk when you... Go ahead. You yes. can say go ahead. Yeah, you we, can say we say it. anything here. Yeah. Brent, as yeah. of January, we have new laws here. We can say anything <laughs> we want. Okay. I'll leave it to your imagination. But <laughs> I'm just saying there's many potential developments in this. Feel free to suggest. Are you going to do one of these for cats as well? We all know what cats are thinking. Cats are thinking, you know, how can I trip him? How can I trip him? So <laughs> yeah, exactly. You head. don't want to analyze that pure evil. <laughs> <laughs>
are these devices going to be available for the general public? Can I go out and buy one for my dog? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, I mean, the first part is actually quite easy, but, but the problem with them is, I mean, as we said, it's fun, but who really wants If If your dog is tired, you see that your dog is tired, and, and the dog's saying, I'm bored. I don't know what the real value, but, but someone said that you never, anyone has never, no one has gone for by underestimating the taste of the people. The people actually seem to want to buy them. <laughs> I would love you know, to this, hear my this, dog say that. The website is nomorewolf.com, nomorewolf.com, and I will put links to their Indiegogo page over at animalradio.com. Thomas Mazzetti joining us, the project manager for this doggy translator. Thanks so much for hanging with us. Thank you for talking to me. <laughs> Have a good day. You too. Now, there you go. See, there's an idea. He's going to make a lot of money. I want more Swedish people on this show. We the, actually, the, Swede, the Swedes are fun. It's interesting because we actually did a survey, and we asked you what you wanted on Animal Radio, and you, you said more Swedish interviews. And so, <laughs> yes. I think those were the bikini models that they were talking about. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. <laughs> if it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This is a big news story out of the paper. Glow-in-the-dark animals. Yeah. Can you imagine all of your animals glowing? Ten little piggies that glow in the dark have been created by scientists in South China, of all places. I mean, that's a gimme. Where else would you do this? A sheep that glows green under a black light will soon be announced by researchers in Turkey. Wow. And they've already created glow-in-the-dark bunnies. What, everybody's speechless on this? Uh, well, you know what, I've actually, you know what, they've taken the genes that uh, that are useful for these, um, they, they they light up with, like, say, a black light. Yeah. So they, they don't just do it for the sake of doing making a glow-in-the-dark pig. They actually put different genetic um, mutations or, or different conditions along Ooh. with that. So it's a visible way to help know if that pig has, say, some kind of um, defect. And then they can study the defect in their laboratory and, and separate the animals very easily. Oh. So it's not really a party trick. I don't think so. Unless you're talking the aquarium fish, which that is that is more of a just kind of a, a fun thing that we have a glow in the dark fish. Mm. Do you know where Catalina Island is just off the coast of uh, California? Been there. It is a snake free and was a bison free community until 1924 when they shipped in 14 bisons to shoot a film that I, that actually never never happened. Never happened. <laughs> the bison procreated. They'll do that. Yes, they, they will. 600 of them uh, lived Jeez. on the island for a while. And uh, now they're trying to get rid of them. They're trying to, to control the population and they have a brand new birth control for this bison, a vaccine. And so they're going to go over there and... Uh, Wow. Vaccinate all these bison. That's really happening. It's happening with our, you know, pets and everything. I think that's going to be the next new wave is going to be vaccines instead of surgical sterilization. I think so. Uh, if you shop in Walmart in China, funny how all these stories come out of China. And by the way, Walmart, they have 400 Walmarts in China. In China alone? China. Amazing. Which, that's amazing. Well, it seems amazing, but really wow. the, the population to Walmarts is actually much smaller than it is here in the United States. But they... They're considering taking legal action against the responsible parties after DNA testing found that their donkey meat that they were selling had fox in it. 
So, oh my God! Apparently, donkey meat is a big delicacy there in China. Oh my God! Can Along you not trust anyone anymore? Can no one be trusted? Now the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department is in trouble because their dogs, their canines, apparently are bigots. In 2013, the first six months in 2013, each and every individual bitten by a Los Angeles sheriff's dog was either African-American or Latino. Amazing. And they're having trouble with that now. Amazing. Hmm. I, I don't see, you don't seem very genuine when you say Amazing. that. Amazing. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that people sit around and come up with this stuff. Now, I have to say, I don't know if you saw this in the Newswire, but this is something that got me really excited today when I saw it in the news. Dogs align with magnetic fields when they defecate. Hmm. Researchers in Germany actually studied over two years. They studied over 37 different breeds, and they, 70 dogs represented it, and they studied their defecations and urinations. And they hmm. determined that in the majority of the cases, the dogs prefer to face north-south axis when they do their business. What? This sounds like a really, really strange excuse for weird people who like to study wacko stuff. I mean, it's, okay. oh, it's science. Look at that. It's science. But dogs are more perceptive to us um, to different elements, whether they be vibrations, sounds, smells. So maybe they're picking up on something, you know, with the magnetic can, field, and it's helping I, them orient. Can I just say? Well, why don't these people just admit they love poop? Why, why don't they just out with it? This is Doesn't so cool to me. I mean, what if this translated to people? <laughs> Vinnie Penn, back at you on Animal Radio. This one passed on to me from humble Hal Abrams. Uh, he seems to have a problem with guys who go on and on when it comes to neutering their dogs. And I'll tell you, it's really no different. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's really no different than those guys who have a little boy. They have a son, and, and they're talking about uh, circumcision or just anything in general. Men just are very very territorial when it comes to their offspring or their pets privates they feel it it gives them pause and uh, uh that's p a u s e rather than p a w s which you probably hear a lot here on animal radio to do to become stand up comedians my dog he's not the same anymore his bark's going to go from roof to roof and they they think all of a sudden they're they're destined for Carolines down in New York City, or that the dog is not going to be the same. Yeah, within the first couple of days, he's not going to be the same. And yeah, he may have a look in his eyes like, dude, thanks a lot. But basically, everything your vet says about the neutering situation is true. One, we do need a bit of population control when it comes to uh, pets. There is an overabundance of dogs and cats. The outcome is not something any pet lover, any animal lover wants to see. So it is a wise thing to do. And it does. uh, There's nothing worse than that overheated animal who is calling your Barca lounger his girlfriend. But the guy who says, you've got to bring him to his wife. You must drop him off. I can't do it. Why? Is there a horse race that day? Uh, is there a Sopranos marathon on A&E? Give the real answer. Don't say it has anything to do with your heart is breaking. How can a man do this to his dog? Guarantee it's like your father coming over to your house after you've had a vasectomy. And he's like, what did you do? I know I had one of my dogs uh, neutered at one point. And it was the best thing we did because uh, he was really uncomfortable. He was unsightly. 
to say the least. And I did, I've got to be honest with you, I'm going to be as candid as I can be when it comes to these party animal segments. I did the little routine when I dropped him off. Uh, he, he was scheduled for a few hours later, and I said, let my man have some fun in the other room with some of the girl dogs before you go in there. And, of course, they're like, you want him to knock up three or four of our female pets right now before he has the incision that's really not protocol. And you're just standing there thinking, I was just doing some stand-up. I don't know why. There's a gravitational pull of some sort for me to do a bad routine out here in the lobby. But nonetheless, there is something like that that goes on. Spaying, neutering, we all know how important it is. But even more important, ixnay the stand-up comedy, boys. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Can, can I just say that, you know, how uh, when this microphone goes off and there's no one around, you're probably one of the creepiest people in America. <laughs> Give me an impression of him. An impression of how? Yes. Can you can you impress me with your impression? I, I can't do an impression of you. Sure I, I've you never can. even thought of doing an impression of you. I mean, it would be more physical than, than audio. A lot of spasmodic movement. Well, how about, yes. okay, Alan, I'll do one of you. Oh, Dr. Debbie, you're so wonderful. Dr. Oh, Debbie, you're so, see, I Dr. Love Debbie you. doesn't, see, Dr. Debbie doesn't <laughs> like guys who like give her affection and, and, and tell her how good she is. She wants guys that are rude and mean. She wants a guy to come in and say, Deb, get out of my way. Not and that, that's all. what gets her. No, that's what gets you, you her. You got going. me wrong. I just, I just like being spunky. <laughs> You're going to get yourself a free neutering, Bella, if you're not. <laughs> it's Animal Radio, you lucky dog. one 405 8405 or your voice at com. You can also ask us your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Download that puppy now, and you can ask your questions right from the app. Let's head back to the phones. We have Paul on the phones for Dr. Deb. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys doing? Splendid. What can we do for you? Uh, I've got a uh, eight-year-old wire hair Dotson, and over the last couple weeks, he is becoming more and more bloated. Um, he kind of looks like a, you know how a puppy looks when he has worms and stuff? Oh, sure, yeah. His belly is getting that big. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, what else is he doing? Is there anything else going on? Coughing, any vomiting, diarrhea, uh, anything like that? No, no. He's eating, and he's going out there and using the bathroom. No. He got into the garbage about three weeks ago, and I don't know if he could have a blockage or if he got worms from getting into the garbage. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely disturbed that you're saying it's it's changing that much within that short period of time. So for me, I'm going to say, you know, I would definitely, if he were in front of me, I'd be examining him, I'd be feeling that belly, and I'd probably get an x-ray of that belly. Um, because that quickly of a change isn't good. Um, I would definitely want to be checking out his spleen, which is a really a uh, heavy blood-filled organ, and that can change in size um, very quickly. So that would be something I would definitely want to look at. Now, um, there are certainly some other things that cause, you mentioned worms. Uh, generally, I wouldn't expect it to be that dramatic, that fast of a, a bloating, if you will, of, of his belly. Um, not a bad idea to do a deworming, but I think we got some bigger fish to fry here in this situation. Um, and uh, did you mention any kind of hair loss or anything else, any... No, no, he, he's uh, got all his hair. You know, he's still, you know, the happy-go-lucky bear that, you know, he acts like a puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing, like I said, is is his belly. Uh, you know, I drive a truck, and the last time I was in was a week ago, and I was just amazed at how big his belly had gotten. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'm going to definitely tell you that personal experience here, um, my own Labrador um, started to be a little broad in the, in the front part of his abdomen, and it you know, wasn't hurting, he's still his normal self, and we actually, on an ultrasound, we found a, a small tumor in his spleen, but his spleen was kind of getting big as a result of having this thing in there and having to produce more new blood cells, and um, so we, we actually had to address that and deal with that surgically, but the, the big thing is, if you're seeing this get bigger, I don't think I want to have you delay this anymore, you need to get this baby to the bat, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll do that as soon as I get home. Okay. Very good. And, and hope everything turns out okay. If you have other questions from there, let me know. Okay. Thank you. Stay safe. When I see Dr. Debbie in my mind, here's what I see. I envision Dr. Debbie being the veterinarian at Disneyland, and she's got like a princess costume on, and she's running around with a wand hitting Snow White and Mickey Mouse <laughs> and Goofy and, you know, just taking care of those people. She's just like the official veterinarian of the Disney characters. <laughs> Debbie, I've got a cold. I've got a cold, Dr. Debbie. What should I do? Okay. Well, not for nothing. There's an hour and a half of your life you'll never get back. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to visit us over at the website, animalradio.com, and download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. Plus, you can ask your questions of the vet, the groomer, and the dog trainer right from the app. We'll see you next week from our Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. 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 This is Animal Radio Network.